0: Hello everyone, I'm Tom Denford, co-founder of ID.coms. Welcome to episode 29 of Media Snack Meets. Recorded each week in New York, we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change within the global media and marketing industry. In each episode, we find out what is behind that success, what it takes to make change in the industry and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. My guest for this episode is Jeremy King, the chief executive of the Festival of Media, one of the go-to events for professionals in the global media business, taking place each year and bringing together 500 or so advertisers, agencies, publishers and vendors for a three-day conference in probably what is one of the most beautiful conference settings in the world, overlooking Rome. If you've ever been to the festival, you'll know it's changed a lot over the years Maybe it lost its way a few years back and attendance, especially amongst advertisers, was down. But under Jeremy's more recent leadership, it seems to have found its feet again and advertisers have come back and in some force. This year's festival will see media executives attending from lots of major advertisers, companies like P&G, Mars, Unilever, McDonald's, Nestle, Duracell, Shell, many, many others. With all the change and turmoil in the industry, I think it's telling That the festival describes itself as a beacon of hope, something we probably need. I think it's increasingly important to have a platform to acknowledge and tackle the biggest challenges for the industry, to have an opportunity to come together as an industry and share ideas and learn from each other. Those of you that know Jeremy will know that he has an unsuppressible optimism, Very important, I think, if you are in the event business, and he has an infectious energy and passion for media, making him the perfect ringleader for the festival stage. In this episode, we discuss Jeremy's plans for the festival this year, what you can learn from judging awards of the world's best media work, why Jeremy has been such a passionate advocate for diversity and inclusion over the years, and how exactly does he stay on top of the industry news and trends. You can check the full show notes for this episode at mediasnackpodcast.com, but without further delay, please enjoy this Media Snack Meets with the energetic CEO of the Festival of Media, Jeremy King. Jeremy, hi, welcome to
1: Media Snack Meets. Hi Tom, thank you very much for having me. It's very unusual to be the interviewee as opposed to the interviewer, so I'm with trepidation and excitement all at the same time. Excellent. Well, I've you know I've taken tips from you, having watched you
0: interview the the, the greatest and the best across the industry for the last ten years. So I'm, I'm delighted that we're able to do this. Let's just start off by talking about the festival. Just just explain for
1: those that aren't familiar with it, what exactly is the Festival of Media? Yeah, absolutely. So Festival of Media is about bringing together that media ecosystem and offering a platform, if you like, for discovery and opportunity, an opportunity to develop and foster new relationships. And access to an engaged community, so the engaged media community that are there to understand and learn about what is happening globally, insights, trends, and talking to one another and working out what initiatives, what techniques they can use to keep abreast of that ever evolving consumer if you like to understand what marketing works what marketing doesn't and and where it works effectively
0: who would attend the festival
1: of media who is it actually designed for well, it's really interesting. Over the last two and a half years, we've really kind of shaped the festival. And, and our strap line is kind of curated by advertisers for advertisers. So we spend a year, if you like, talking to advertisers around the world, trying to understand what their key media learning issues are. And we then go away look at that research and develop a programme that will allow them to come to the event to learn and see new things that they wouldn't necessarily see in their day-to-day jobs, but which will effectively help them. Our audience is 50%, 50 to 55% made up of advertisers. And then there's a nice kind of equal split between media owners, media agencies, and tech companies making up the other 50%.
0: We're approaching now the Festival of Media Global right which you I know you do in and you do the festival in a number of places around the world the global one is the big
1: one in May right in Rome yes yes no it's it's really exciting actually because this year well last year actually was the culmination we've been going 12 years and last year was the culmination of something we've been putting together for a couple of years and and there was three things really one was to ensure that the event became truly about media and was truly for the brands, if you like. So it was this learning forum for them. The second one was to make it much more inclusive. So not just our program, but also the whole delegate experience. So making sure our judges represented society and not just society from the UK, society from around the world. So we had judges from all corners of the world. We We had LGBT judges, we covered off ethnic minorities, females, and actually just wanted to make the whole thing much more inclusive. And equally, one of the things that came out of that was this whole piece around purposeful media. So not just purposeful media as in we're creating a product that is going to help society, is going to help culture, but purposeful in actually its purpose for understanding what consumers want and how they consume media And marketing. And then I suppose the third one was to create this experiential event. So something that was a little bit different that became much more immersive than uh, a bunch of senior media people sitting in a room looking at a screen, sitting on the same wooden chairs they could sit in in any venue in the world, but actually developing a concept that made them feel as if they were part of the fabric of the entire event. So we developed a catwalk stage for one of our stages. We then developed three zones. So, for instance, the content zone, which had seven or eight sessions around content in media and and how you work that to how you distribute it. And it was like you walked into a storybook and you suddenly felt like you were, you were part of this whole content beating heart, if you like. So to make it much more experienceful. So they were our, our three key aims, if you like. And on the back of that, we're developing that further for 2019 and it's really interesting. So we've got some really key chats coming up on everything from transparency to in housing versus outsourcing, to trust, to media sustainability, to you know, a conversation we're we're hopefully gonna be doing with you, Tom, which is which is all around how to be an effective media global director.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that role is just changing so quickly. And it's difficult to be the most senior executive in the organization, right, responsible for these for these billions of dollars. So um uh, delighted to kind of be supporting that. We'll definitely be on stage with a, a few advertisers, global media directors of, of major advertisers discussing those things. Jeremy, one of the things I, I wanted to pick up on, because you've mentioned a couple of things which I want to dig into. I think in so many conferences, rightly so they've taken on a more inclusive agenda, you know, aware of promoting diversity. And that's a great thing for the industry to acknowledge. But I think you should take some credit as well for that, because I know it's been something that you've been hugely passionate about. But you were championing that very early on with the festival. That's been something that I think I know you've been very
1: passionate about. Where are you taking that? Well, we really want to try and make a difference and ensure that you know, what we're putting on stage is a true representation of not just society, but uh, of the industry itself. And I think last year we opened the festival with a blind speaker. And I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're probably the first media conference that put disability at the top of its agenda, to be to be brutally honest. and
0: it's... That was Caroline Casey, wasn't Caroline it? Caroline Casey. fantastic, yeah. Yes,
1: and it's such a lovely story because she had said her whole her whole reason and part of coming to festival was to connect with the media industry because she wanted to put disability at the top of the agenda at Davos and get it at the top of the agenda for workplace. And she thought that the media and marketing industry would be the ideal place to start that. So she came and did her session, which was fantastically engaging. And I don't think the audience particularly knew what to expect at first. And she did that. And lo and behold, this year, in February, she actually spoke in Switzerland at Davos and launched a disability in the workplace campaign, which is absolutely phenomenal. And she credits, which is very lovely of her, the, the festival with being a route into meeting Paul Polman and Sheryl Sandberg, who have both kind of supported her case, which is great. And, and where we want to go, where do we want to go next with that? Well, I want to continue to have an agenda that, you know, has a good, healthy balance of inclusivity on it. So as long as we are, we are doing that, and as long as we are bringing different subjects to the fore that we're not doing, that no one else is doing, then that really excites me. So this year to move that disability piece onto the next level, we have a a wonderful lady called Stacey Stockwell who is actually an actress, but alongside that is also a deaf um, teacher. So she has discovered that in media itself as an industry, the the biggest disability is actually hearing. So during the festival, she's going to be doing a live test just to see how many people have hearing difficulties within the media industry that are at Festival Media Global. And, And it's a really interesting space to be actually, because we, we have these inclusivity talks on the main stage and, and three, and, and in fact, only three years ago when we first said, right, let's make sure we bring inclusivity to, to high up on the agenda, we, we did a conversation. And as soon as we'd mentioned the word diversity, I think we used, then literally three quarters of the audience got up and walked out. So the following year, I was determined to ensure that those conversations got a lot more respect than they did in that first year. So the next year, I got everyone into the room. We had our inclusivity chat, I think was number three on the agenda. And before it started, I said to everyone in the audience, I said, if, there's, if I see any white middle-aged men leaving the audience once we discuss this discussion, I will be posting their names around the rest of the venue for the next two days. Uh, needless to say, uh, no one dared move for the entire uh, 35-minute session, which, which was wonderful. So, and, and actually, what was so pleasing on the back of it was a whole bunch of agency CEOs, a whole bunch of ad tech CEOs who are men actually say to me, they got a lot out of the session and they really kind of were looking at things in a new perspective. And and congratulations
0: on that, because I, I know it's, it's something that you've doggedly supported importantly. And as you say, I think hopefully it's leading the industry in, in the right direction now. The other thing that I wanted to pick up that you'd mentioned was you talked about the judging. So whilst you have the festival and you have the stage and you have the opportunity to kind of learn and listen and, and share, the judging is this kind of secret little bit, right? That happens it before the festival, which leads to recognizing good work. And what I'm interested in is that as CEO of the Festival of Media, you get to see the best of the industry, right? You, every time you go through that judging process, given that very privileged perspective that you have, right, this access that you have, what do you think has been the change in the industry that you've
1: observed Yeah, it's been, it's been seismic in terms of the, the change and the transformation of the industry. It's been absolutely huge. I remember back in the days as editor of Media Week and we'd do the Media Week award judging, for example. And, you know, you would, you would do that and you'd see campaigns that were. I suppose in those days when I first started, we're just like either on TV, we're in out of home, and it was posters, it was real TV ads. Digital was not a a huge player, and then gradually... Digital has become, you know, that, that huge driver and I suppose, if you like, has converged with the more traditional types of advertising that we see and the more traditional types of media distribution places. One trend that has certainly become more prevalent over the last two or three years, particularly in the awards, is that I think, in fact, I think it was 2018 and not just across the first of the media awards, across Cannes, across the FEs, is a real push for sustainability and to do good, if you like, in society in general. So there was a lot of amazing campaigns that kind of rose to the fore. There was, there was one particularly, uh, Export Beer in New Zealand. Basically, New Zealand's beaches were being decimated because builders were taking the sand and the natural sand from the beaches and using them to build and develop houses, flats, office buildings, to the point that Export came up with this genius idea of creating a machine where you would put your empty beer bottle into it, press a button, it would crush the glass and turn it into sand. And on the back of it, they've been able to preserve New Zealand's natural sand and beach habitat, which is absolutely phenomenal. So that, that's been a kind of last two or three years. But I, I think the big, the big difference has been digital and how digital Digital has completely changed it. And and obviously now you see the, the likes of Facebook, the likes of Snapchat, Google start winning awards. You know, five years ago, even five years ago, that was that was unheard of as they kind of take the the forefront in, in marketing and media, which is all all very exciting. And a lot more clients putting forward their own work and not necessarily relying on the agencies to do it for them now, which is which is also very exciting.
0: That's good, and I, I think uh, yeah, a measure in the maybe the attention that advertisers are placing on media, you know, not just wanting to celebrate the creative work, but understanding the media strategy that goes behind that. It kind of leads me to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is you talk about significant change that's happened in the industry. And we talk a lot, obviously, about that change and the complexity, but not least driven by you know, all the digital opportunities that now exist. When you're actually sat down with a blank piece of paper and planning a conference or an event, how on earth do you curate that because it's there's so many things you could talk about. I mean this is one of the things about you know the challenges of being a global media leader on the on the on the advertiser side is knowing what to focus on. What are the things I really need to know about? A lot of these people are looking to you to curate the industry somewhat, right? Across a two-day festival. What's the secret to making a good conference like
1: that when you've got so many things that you could talk about? I think the fir- the first one which I always think and I've always felt is the most overlooked thing for any event planner or any event organizer, no matter what sector, is making your potential delegates feel like they are the heart of that event and that they've had a hand in curating it effectively. So we we spoke earlier or I spoke earlier about how we make it our business to talk to brands around the world to understand what are the key topics driving them or keeping them awake at night? And how do we, how do we bring those to life and how do we solve them if that makes sense? So that's, that's where we first look. We first look and go, right, what are their issues? We then are every day kind of speaking to various vendors, various tech companies who are launching, you know, a magnitude, if you like, of solutions across the media space, and it's kind of trying to distill those solutions and thinking, right, how do they work with the issues that the brands have and thinking, well, actually, we could curate 35 different topics here and who would we get to speak around them? So we then kind of go back to the brands and say, look, these are the 30 topics we think we could cover over the two days is this what you had in mind? Here's an idea of some of the speakers. And not only do we use the vendors in that sense, we then use the other brands. So it's a lot of peer-to-peer. So GSK can learn from Mars or P&G can learn from Nike and, and vice versa. So they can see peer-to-peer understanding. And there's, you know, like any good review, when it's peer-to-peer it just resonates so much more. Right. And, and people understand and people get it. So I think the heart of of what we do is ensuring we're creating something that actually our audience wants. The temptation of any kind of creative person is automatically to think I've got this amazing idea. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and they go ahead and do it and then worry about bringing the audience first. The one thing I wanted to do five years ago when I arrived here was actually get rid of that and actually speak to your potential audience first and then build the event around them. That is the that is the crucial piece. And then it's about, well, actually, they've said all these topics, and not only can we pull these people from the industry, but can we pull people from outside of our industry that would give them A different viewpoint on that said said subject. So, so I look for that, and we and we also look for speakers that you wouldn't necessarily find at other media conferences. So, one of our Latam our Latam events two years ago, we opened with uh, the gang leader of the the most notorious gang in Latin America, and he had actually come outside of prison after thirteen years. But the relevance of this was while he was in prison, he realised that the gang and what it stood for and how it operated was completely wrong. And he came out and he transformed the gang into a group, if you like, to help unemployed children in Latin America get into work. But he said that the reason it was so relevant is it's, you know, how do you transform a brand? How do you transform something that is renowned for solving its problems with either a knife or a gun and actually say, well, actually now we're a business that is helping people and helping them move around society and get jobs. It's it's a real it's a real trick. There's obviously a kind
0: of secret to that. Got to be very disciplined, I guess, on the areas that that you want to focus on. And maybe it's easier said than done. But listening to your audience, I think it's fair to say. I mean those are, those that have attended the festival over the over the years maybe lost its way a little bit, and it just seemed to kind of lose its focus. But I think the last few years, you've guided that to be much more focused on being useful to the advertiser. And so I think the industry recognizes how helpful that is. There hasn't been a really good global platform to discuss media at a time when, in the last decade, media has become more important on the corporate agenda. It's a more influential part of the marketing mix. It's had its massive challenges, all the things that we've talked about before. And there needs to be a forum where people can come together and discuss those things, and, and that's what you're providing.
1: It's great to see people want to resonate. I, I had a really good conversation, and I'm not going to name who they are, but with a, a supplier or a partner, if you like, for this year's festival who's never partnered with us before from a commercial perspective. So that's that's really exciting. But they said to me, what would you, what would you prefer, Jeremy? Would you prefer you charged us another 30% to what you're charging us now and we deliver something that looks okay, or would you rather charge us less, and we put more money into making something look amazing at the festival and the the latter uh, and the latter was always the key for me it 's always about actually, yes, we run a business, but it 's also about developing an experience that you might ne- not necessarily get at other events I think that's that 's the real key for us and I, and I think having an audience that are there to learn and that want to be engaged with really drives things for us. You know, P&G are, are bringing uh, their global marketing team. Volkswagen are doing similar with all 20 of their brands coming to the festival. So it's it starting to resonate and it's really exciting. Across the industry,
0: as I mentioned before, I mean, in the role that you play, you've got to be in touch with everything that's kind of going on, right? You've got to see the trends. You've got to kind of know the story. And I know you you know, you're constantly out there talking to people. But what, what other resources would you recommend to find really good sources and resources of really good information in the industry? Where do,
1: where do you go to to get that? It's really interesting, actually. And I think this comes from my journalist background. One of the first things I learned when I was training to be a journalist and also my very first job in local newspapers So in those days, it was how do you take a national news story that may be in The Guardian, The Mirror, or The Sun in in, in the UK, and how do you spin that so there's a local angle on it? So what do I mean by that? Not only should you be reading some of the business press, so I love some of the stuff that the drama doing is is really, really exciting. Some of the things that my old colleagues at Campaign are doing are, are great. But then looking at things like national magazines, international magazines and going right oh that's happening in the business space what does that mean for media tends to find my inspiration a by following the right people on twitter and when i say following the right people i mean a real mix of people from musicians to sportsmen to actors to people within our industry and people within other sectors and i get a real kind of overview of what they're doing I, I tell my team every day to read it doesn't it could be from any magazine whether it's the economist or the guardian or the business insider to read at least three articles in the morning on anything just to give them a, a knowledge of what's happening in the world a couple of Dave Trott books, who I find really interesting. I've been reading a number of his creative. He was a creative, but reading some of his books around content, which is which is really interesting, and getting inspiration that way. And then the final thing is, I see a lot of startups, so a lot of Martech companies that are trying to make their way. In our industry and and seeing some of the clever ideas they have some of them you realize my god that's never going to work but you know some of them you just pick up bits of inspiration here there and everywhere and I, and I i think it's having a natural curiosity and a and a need to know stuff like always wanting to learn that's the key tom that is the real key so jeremy looking ahead
0: what do you hope for across the next twelve months, both for your business, the festival of media, but also what what do you want marketers to be doing in the year ahead?
1: With our business, I want to get us to a space where you know at the moment there are one or two events that are automatic picks for people to come to. I want the festival of media to become one of those automatic picks and not just from a commercial point of view for me, it's about that learning perspective We have such great content that you don't necessarily find at all of the other events i just people should be coming as a we need to come here and we need to learn we need to speak to people who are in similar positions to us and another key thing which i'm really driving for this year is to connect us to some of the other events in certain ways so you know if a conversation happens to take place at Adweek latam for example that rather than then creating the same conversation over again at festival media latam why don't we take what that conversation was and take it to part two so you know bringing together stuff that gives people a real opportunity to understand and 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 learn and really drives their kind of understanding of what's happening the year ahead for marketers i think is very exciting as well you're kind of at a crossroads where for marketeers it's trying for them to try and get that information that's really going to guide them and navigate them through the choppy waters of what what are agencies doing now how do agencies work with clients what parts does a marketeer keep in-house what parts does a marketeer take out i think i just think it's a really exciting time and as you know tom everything is changing at such a pace it's sometimes impossible for for them to keep up with with what is happening but the whole aim should be them to set and plot a a course but but overall i think 2019 is just a really exciting time
0: jeremy king chief executive of the festival of media thank you
1: thank you tom it's been a pleasure
0: who would you like to meet on future episodes please let us know at mediasnackpodcast.com where you will also find previous guests, including leading media executives from companies like P&G, L'Oreal, Mars, and many more. Plus some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, people like Professor Mark Ritson and Gary Vaynerchuk. You can subscribe to get new episodes each week. And if you liked this episode and you think somebody else would, then please do share it. Thank you so much for listening.